Hello and welcome to this podcast from Le Monde Diplomatique. My name is George Miller, and after a gap of a few months, I'm back with a monthly interview with one of our contributors. My guest today, Gilbert Ashkar, is making a return to the podcast after first appearing on the programme in May last year to talk about Israel's propaganda war with the Arab world. Gilbert Ashkar is a professor at the School of Oriental and African Studies at the University of London and author of The Arabs and the Holocaust, The Arab-Israeli War of Narratives, published last year. When we spoke yesterday, it was about his latest article for us on the Muslim Brotherhood and the role it has played so far, and may go on to play, in post-Mubarak Egypt. To begin at the beginning, I asked him to give me some background on the Brotherhood. Uh, it's uh, a mass party based on an Islamic fundamentalist perspective. It was born uh, in the late 20s of the 20th century and grew up as a kind of religious association before turning more and more into politics and uh, became uh, very uh, active in uh, Egyptian politics in the time of the monarchy before the revolution in 1952. Uh, it grew to uh, huge proportions. This is a party which uh, grew something like hundreds of thousands, half a million uh, members or, or even more in the 40s and late 40s and so um, it, it was involved in uh, both uh, uh, politics around the Egyptian issue and in, in, uh, also politics around Palestine at the time uh, of the 48 and this was a massive force uh, therefore at the time when the, the coup happened in 1952 in Egypt mm. and uh, the new uh, military dictatorship had to confront them uh, as well as other political forces but uh, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, clashed with the military dictatorship in uh, uh, in 1954 uh, with Nasser in particular and um, and uh, was repressed in Egypt and stayed for a very long time um, in a relatively marginalized condition all the more that uh, on top of repression the uh, Nasserite regime was able to um, attract uh, popular support and uh, deprive the Brotherhood from the ground upon which it had been growing as an opposition to unpopular regime, I mean, at the time of the monarchy and uh, Western-dominated regimes, so all that uh, vanished and uh, was transformed. And um, the, the, the Brotherhood came back to business, one could say, under Sadat when he uh, embarked on uh, denasserizing Egypt mm. and he needed a counterweight for uh, the uh, Nasserite uh, political movement and the emerging uh, radical left. There was a process of radicalizing, mm. radicalization in the... Uh, from the late 60s onward in Egypt, uh, as in the rest of the world, one could say, but mm. it was also uh, boosted in Egypt by the the, Arab, uh, the Egyptian defeat in 1967. So the Muslim the were released from jails and um, allowed to, to resume activity uh, by a regime, Sadat's regime, who, uh, which played the, the, the religious card ideologically uh, as a key element for its legitimation as a compensation for the uh, lack of popularity of its uh, economic reforms, which were uh, dismantled at dismantlement of uh, many of the uh, economic and social gains, uh, or seen as gains by the the, the the poorest sections of the Egyptian masses during mm. the previous uh, previous period. In more recent times, where has the Brotherhood support come from? How widespread has it been across um, Egyptian society? 
they benefited from the kind of, uh, um, how to say, the religious atmosphere created by Sadat himself, whose slogan was uh, science and faith. Mm. Yeah, that was the, the key slogan of, of Sadat, and mm. playing the religious card and presenting himself as a very pious man. And that w- those were the years uh, in the 70s, especially after 73, when the Saudi kingdom's uh, clout in the region uh, increased tremendously because of uh, the increase of its uh, oil income when you had uh, the first oil shock. Those were years marked by the, the gradual rise of, of religious, actually, uh, of religion, let's say, uh, mm. the, the de-secularization, the reversal of the, the secular, the, the, the whole uh, uh, secularization process that had been unfolding through decades uh, mm. until then in the 20th century uh, started being reversed in the 70s over the region and uh, in Egypt and uh, the, the Muslim Brotherhood was of course uh, swimming with the current in mm. that regard and uh, and uh, could grow playing the you know the the, the, the card of, uh, of uh, the, the movement that has not yet been tried you had the, yeah. the military dictatorship you had the nationalist uh, and uh, whoever was not uh, completely uh, satisfied with Sadat could find in them some kind of alternative mm. And uh, but at the same time they 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 were uh, not opposed to Sadat's economic policy, the the Fitah, the liberalisation, all mm-hmm. that because of their very nature. So, in fact, their membership, their I mean their main social constituency is um, the range of uh, of the middle classes. One could say that mm-hmm. the petit bourgeoisie, as mm-hmm. it can be labelled in other terminology, and uh, and even uh, well because of their uh, support to. Uh, uh, economic liberalism and all that. Uh, this is a movement that also had uh, businessmen in uh, among its ranks, some some rich businessmen and all that. So it's a it's a very much a kind of middle class uh, movement organization which can be described as um, a conservative uh, uh, religious force with uh, an Islamic fundamentalist perspective. And you've talked about the response that Nasser had to it and Sadat. So can you tell me what position the Mubarak regime took to the Brotherhood? The Mubarak came, as you know, uh, became pre- uh, president, uh, having been the, the vice president of Sadat after the latter's assassination. And before being assassinated, Sadat had uh, uh, repressed the, the Brotherhood, uh, as he had done at uh, previous times uh, over the years. Every um, every every time he felt that uh, they were going too far in uh, in catering to uh, popular feeling against his own regime, he would uh, just uh, you know uh, arrest a few of them or show them that uh, he's still uh, the master of the game and that they sh- shouldn't go uh, too far. And so uh, there was a, a relatively severe wave of arrest uh, a, little, a few months before he, he got assassinated in '81. And that was on also the background of his uh, rising uh, unpopularity due to the the peace treaty with uh, with Israel, mm. which uh, led to Arab boycott of Egypt, and uh, and the, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, was among those who expressed uh, opposition to to this uh, to this course, this political course. So when Mubarak uh, uh, became president, he released them actually from power, and he tried again exactly the the the, the same game that uh, Sadat had, had tried, that is, for uh, rulers lacking legitimacy, they would try to uh, I mean, cooperate with the Muslim Brotherhood, to get the Muslim Brotherhood to cooperate with them, mm. and thus provide them with, with some 
degree of popular support, at least by their their consent, in yeah. a sense. Uh, that's that's very much what uh, what Mubarak tried. All the more that he had no constituency of his own when he, mm. I mean, when he he became president. And uh, the, the the whole history of the relations uh, then afterward is one with uh, uh, with you know ups and downs, at the, uh, periods of of uh, repression, uh, a period of tightening the the, the measures uh, around the brotherhood, and other mm. periods uh, just uh, letting things loose. So. Uh, uh, very much depending also on uh, the general state of uh, things in Egypt, the, the, the degree of um, discontent, of uh, social uh, tension. So how would you characterize the role that the Brotherhood played in the recent events, the, the overthrow of the, the Mubarak regime? Well, it's it's very much in line with the, the, their kind of, of behavior in general, that is, uh, on the one hand, they have been over over uh, the years uh, growing as a major opposition force to the regime. Uh, all the more that for many years they appeared as the only opposition, at least as a credible force uh, having some real size. Because the rest, I mean, you had legal oppositions which uh, were not very credible, you know. Mm. Uh, and so the fact that the Muslim Brotherhood were in this kind of uh, semi-legal, uh, tolerated position, but at the same time periodically persecuted by the regime, gave them much more credibility as an opposition force. So mm. they, they and they uh, drew support and were able to build themselves on the basis. Of, of 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 this profile as an, uh, a force of opposition, but at the same time they were keen on on not uh, um, taking too I mean too radical uh, a position in order not to antagonize the regime and draw uh, heavy repression upon mm. them, and so they 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 were also I mean in. Uh, in, uh, in a kind of dialogue with the regime about mm. uh, what they would get uh, in return uh, for what uh, what they would uh, be asked to give yes. and uh, the kind of behavior they they would be asked to 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 follow and uh, uh, when it comes to the events of southern 25th of january they uh, refused to join the call for uh, for the demonstrations on 25th although uh, well uh, other uh, even legal parties so one one of them at least the red party uh, was a part of the the, the 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 coalition of forces that called for for that they did not call for it and only joined the movement when uh, they saw that that was really something big they understood mm. that uh, that that was actually uh, a movement that the, the the regime won't be able to to quell and they they joined mm. and ever since they joined one should say they i mean they of course they were because they had a, a very strong and large organized force, they played an important role in the mobilization. And, uh, for instance, in the day of uh, when uh, the Mubarak's regime sent his uh, sent the, the, the thugs, you know, to mm. to, to uh, repress the Tahrir Square demonstrators and all that, the uh, organized force of the Muslim Brotherhood uh, played a you know important role in. Uh, countering that. Mm. Uh, so they have been, of course, a part, but again, you see this kind of uh, ambiguous position that they have, that is this uh, uh, willingness to, uh, to, to, to cut deals with the, with the military, uh, not only in their, uh, the fact that they have been one of the forces uh, glorifying the military during this, uh, this whole event, but uh, when Mubarak designated Omar Suleiman, 
uh, as vice president, and the latter started uh, or called the opposition to dialogue, uh, the Muslim Brotherhood were among a minority of forces who accepted to, to, mm. to discuss with them. And that mm. increased some discredit that they uh, had uh, among the youth that has been very active in the movement, including part of their own youth, actually, mm. who weren't happy with uh, with such uh, such an attitude which was seen as a kind of I mean, a way of stabbing the, the movement in the back and this comes not only on top of what started in 20 years of January but even the last uh, uh, parliamentary elections uh, in Egypt uh, starting in November 2010 uh, where uh, key opposition forces had called for a boycott of the elections because it was quite clear that they, they were uh, I mean completely uh, unfair elections and the Muslim Brotherhood nevertheless participated in the election in the first round, and uh, they thought that they, they, they would be able to to get uh, uh, at least an uh, you know, important part of the seats that they had gotten in uh, in 2005. But uh, after the first round, when they saw that, uh, indeed, that these were completely, uh, this time, rigged election, and the, the, the regime didn't want to concede any anything significant this time to them, a uh, number of seats, so they boycotted the second round. But they had, you know, broken the boycott for the first round. So these ambiguous kind of positions reflect very well uh, the, the, the general attitude of, the, of the, the Brotherhood and their attitude now towards the uh, the military uh, junta that is uh, in power in Egypt. They are, uh, you know, multiplying praise for the military and at the same time continuing to put forward their own demands. And basically, now they are getting, uh, uh, I mean, the military uh, is conceding to the Brotherhood, in particular, the, their demands. That is, uh, for instance, some of their key uh, uh, imprisoned leaders have been uh, um, released from jail today, whereas the, the, the demand of the movement was to the release of all political prisoners. Uh, but the, the, the military has released some uh, key uh, personalities from the, the, the Muslim Brotherhood. The um, government of... Um, Ahmed Shafiq has just uh, resigned, and that was one of the demands of the movement shared by the Muslim Brotherhood, demanding uh, a change of government, not only a change of a few seats, not a reshuffle of the cabinet, but uh, the resignation of the, the, uh, the prime minister and uh, a more thorough change of, of government. And so they, they, they got it today, I mean, the, the day when we were speaking. This was announced today. So this points also to, to uh, when it comes on top of the fact that uh, one of their members was uh, nominated by the military junta as part of the uh, Committee for the Revision of the Constitution and who draft that. When you add that also to the agreement between the Muslim Brotherhood and the military for holding the parliamentary election uh, within six months, whereas the rest of the opposition is asking for the parliamentary uh, uh, election to be postponed to a later date in order to allow for all these new political forces that emerged in the movement to organize themselves. So you have also a convergence between the Muslim Brotherhood and the military junta. So in various ways, this points to this uh, privileged collaboration that is uh, looming over the horizon mm. between the, 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 the two forces and therefore as a way for the military dictatorship also to, to circumvent uh, the, 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 the broader movement, opposition movement, and try to uh, put down uh, the, the, this uh, potential, uh, this uh, continuous mobilization that we have seen. Uh, I'm sure there will be uh, more and more. I mean, this attempt at you know splitting the, the opposition and weakening it and uh, is going on, and it is taking the, the, the shape I just uh, described. And if we look inside the Brotherhood, do we find factions? Are there splits? Are there divisions about the direction that the, the movement should take in the future? 
I mean, sure, if, uh, for such a, a big movement, such a large organization, to believe that they, okay, they could be monolithic is mm. just uh, impossible. They can't be monolithic. And uh, even less so in such conditions, in this uh, turmoil and all that. Actually, there have been now for quite a few years differences within, uh, within the Brotherhood, uh, which take partly a generational dimension mm. between uh, older leadership members and, uh, and younger uh, cadres of, of the movement, but not only. Part of their uh, membership has been uh, attracted also by the Turkish model. And mm. when I say the Turkish model, I mean the uh, Erdogan's party, the yeah. AKP uh, model. And as you know, the AKP itself is uh, uh, a dissidence from the more conservative uh, type, uh, more uh, more strictly conservative type of movement that was led by Neshmetin Erbakan, who, who mm. just passed away uh, very recently, mm. and who uh, described them as even uh, agents of Zionism. Uh, mm. and, uh, I mean, this is, <laughs> he, he was absolutely furious against Erdogan and his, uh, and his friends, who, who formed the AKP, this, this new party, which is a kind of more uh, modernized, uh, softer, a more mo- moderately religious party referring to Islam as, as values, but uh, a party which is no longer can no longer be described as uh, adhering to Islamic fundamentalism, but rather uh, a party that can be compared to uh, or can be described as just a Muslim conservative party mm. um, that you could um, compare, for instance, to, to, to the Christian democracy in Europe. Uh, I mean, th- th- this kind of, uh, of conservatism, not uh, the, the stricter form of, of more fundamentalist uh, organization that existed. So there were people attracted by this kind of model and uh, some of them actually split it from the Muslim Brotherhood and um, formed this organization that was the first one to be uh, legalized after the, the recent events. It's called the, part of the, the Center Party, the Wasat. And they even have some cop member and all that. So just uh, these are uh, like kind of modernist people, although they still have this uh, general uh, reference to, to, to Islam, but very much uh, uh, toned down compared to the Muslim Brotherhood. So And also you had uh, not necessarily this kind of, of, of cleavage, but also another cleavage between more radical people or people wanting to be more radical in the fight against the regime, among uh, also the younger cadres of the movement and the older leadership who are quite uh, cautious, you know. Mm. And, and so that's why also the ambiguity in the attitude of the, 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 the Brotherhood is also a translation of these contradictory pressures within the, the Brotherhood itself. And uh, now uh, there's a big... Uh, uh, noise about uh, uh, the call, which was uh, reflected, I mean, or uh, reported uh, in, a, in an article in, in one of the Egyptian dailies, uh, Masrilion, uh, about uh, a revolt within the Brotherhood and uh, a group of, of younger cadres calling for uh, a day of anger against their leadership. Mm. on the 17th of March. And uh, so many members of the leadership on the website of the, the, the Brotherhood are, uh, you know, coming forward, denouncing that, saying this is uh, completely marginal or, or, or whatever. So uh, at any rate, it reflects the, the, the fact that th- there are things going on there. And, uh, um, well, there we, we might uh, very well see further splinter uh, groups mm. uh, emerging. Uh, I don't know to what uh, extent they may, may be important, especially at a time when the Brotherhood seems, uh, you know, just uh, at the point of, of making ma- major gains and perhaps being given some voice in the institutions by mm. the military. Mm. 
Gilbert, let me ask you one final question. In, in your article, you quote one of the leaders of the Brotherhood who was speaking in the New York Times, and he said, we do not intend to take a dominant role in the forthcoming political transition. We are not putting forward a candidate for the presidential elections scheduled for September. I mean, should we take that statement at face value? What, what's going on behind it? Uh, basically, they, they, their policy now is to uh, keep low profile uh, in terms of, uh, of political aspirations. Mm. Uh, they say that, uh, I mean, they won't field candidates in more than 30% of the constituencies in the next parliamentary election, meaning that we are not aiming at getting more than 30% of seats in parliament. Mm. So we are not aiming at becoming a, a majority. We're not aiming at uh, creating an Algerian scenario. Mm. Uh, we remember because you have two rounds of elections in uh, Egypt, like mm. you had in Algeria. Yeah. And when it appeared after the first round that the, uh, in 91 that the Islamic Salvation Front was about to win a majority in the parliament, the military stepped in, you had a coup, and they canceled the second round. Yeah. So they, they have this experience in mind. So they are giving all sorts of guarantees, but they are not uh, aiming at uh, this, uh, this, this sort of uh, uh, creating this, this sort of situation. And also that they won't put forward a presidential candidate. So mm. in other words, we are happy as being recognized as a major component of the political landscape uh, and legalized as such and allowed to have our share. Uh, we are not uh, at this stage trying to get executive power in the country. Yeah. We are not aiming at, at holding. So this is what they say. Now, the same uh, statement also states that uh, they are not for, a, I mean, the Muslim Brotherhood is not for a religious state. And, but here there's a play on, uh, on the words, because yeah. when they say that they are not for a religious state, they translate it as meaning a state run by religious men, that is, yeah. ulama. In Sunni Islam, that would be ulama, that would mm. be, you know, uh, sheikhs, shuyukhs. Yeah. And indeed, this is not their program. But then they say we are for a, a civil state that is not clerical and not a military one, yeah. a civil state based on Islam, or <clears throat> they, they use the term in Arabic, which is translated in the translation that you have as reference. But in, yeah. indeed, it, it means much more than reference. It's not a matter of reference. It's, uh, it points to something, it can point uh, at the very least to, to something which was part of their draft program, and is something they, they believe in, which is the basic idea of the Islamic State, uh, as developed by uh, fundamentalist theologians in the 20th century, mm. uh, Rashid Roda being a major figure in this regard. And this is a state where the, the ulama would not be the rulers, but would be uh, uh, overseeing at least the legislative uh, legislative power. Mm. And and so the, the program of the, the, the Brotherhood had been that there should be a kind of, uh, you know, council of, of religious, uh, of theologians, of ulama, who would uh, uh, have a legislative uh, a veto right over uh, the legislation adopted by the parliament in light of its conformity or non-conformity to, to Islam. So, I mean, this is, of course, a far cry from uh, any conception of a secular state. And that's yeah. why also they, when they say we are for a civil state, but we are not for uh, the, uh, the secular uh, liberal uh, model that you have in, in the West uh, where religion is out of the public sphere. Yeah. And that's what, what they mean. Gilbert Ashkar. You can read his article on the Muslim Brotherhood at Egypt's orderly transition in the March issue of Le Monde Diplomatique. That's available both in print and online. And for subscribers, the online archive gives unlimited access to past editions of the paper, as well as blogs, maps, illustrations and past podcasts. You'll find it at mondediplo.com.
That's all for this edition of the programme, but I hope you'll join me again next month for the next one. Until then, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye.